to keep quiet as the world becomes increasingly apathetic and dishonest and debased. It's not the world I want to live in. I don't think that's the world you want to live in also, but it requires more of us and we must step into those roles as leaders. If you're not conscious about your investment strategy, you won't end up where you want to be, not financially or as a human. On this show, we interview highly successful investors and share how they overcame limitations to become unstoppable forces of success. If you're ready to learn what it is to be a conscious investor so you can end up where you want, keep listening. Welcome back, conscious investor. My goodness, we are on declaration number eight. And I remember I broke this into two parts. Today, we're going to be talking about setting standards that set that stand apart. And this is part of declaration eight that is we shall inspire greatness. And this is really speaking to you, conscious investor, because you are a leader and the world needs powerful leaders right now. And by powerful, I don't mean actually like most of the leaders we see in the world where they just use their power and their ego to kind of get their stuff done. It's really being powerful in empowering the people around you to take action that is going to awaken the world, to show love in the world. And to cause a powerful change. Before I dive into this, I just want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, Mode Wealth. Some of you filed an extension on your taxes. I know I always, like the Hollies always file an extension because inevitably we're waiting on a K-1 statement here and there. And so we know our plan and we have a strategy in place that we created with Mode Wealth in the past. And so if you haven't worked with somebody to create an actual strategy <laughs> so that you are reporting your taxes and you already know what you're reporting, you want to do that. So I want to encourage you to schedule a time to talk with one of the team members at Mode Wealth so that you can take that next step. There are so many strategies that can be deployed by people to improve their tax liability situation in an ethical way. And you don't want to wait any longer. Because when you're listening to this, this will be what, late April or May probably. And so you still have time to get a grip on 2023. You can't change the past, but you can change from this point forward so that you can have a better outcome with your taxes moving forward. I also want to give a shout out to those of you who have left ratings and reviews and have shared. You know that it means the world to me. And I want to see so many people, I want to see the whole world empowered to be conscious investors. I want to see people living their true purpose in this side of heaven so that this world would be just absolutely amazing if everyone was living out of a place of purpose and not anxiety and fear, living out of faith and belief instead of that anxiety and fear. And that is such a fulfilling, rewarding, and exciting life to lead. And I want that for everybody. Today's episode is going to get a little touchy in a way of, I am going to forewarn you that I'm trying to decide even how to describe this because as I was thinking through how do I want to present this concept, because part of it, even when I read this, part of it feels really judgmental or critical. And yet I know that's not the heart and intent of it. If you've been listening to all the episodes from the Motivation Manifesto that I've been producing, you will know, okay, Brennan Burchard's whole point isn't to be critical and judgmental. And you've heard, okay, no, we deal with our hurt. We show our love. We let love flow. I think it's really interesting that this is following the section on love. I'm going to just dive in. And I just want you to please 
I'm going to encourage you, please, and ask, please keep an open mind. Please hear this. Please approach us from a point and position posture. I guess I'm going to get the three Ps, point, position, posture. (laughs) I just came up with that, by the way. But let's just go from this, from those positions of curiosity versus, I can't believe you just said that, Julie. I can't believe Burchard wrote that. But let's look at what does this demonstrate or reveal within us? that might allow us to take our very next best step. All right. So this is what I realized is that we've devolved as a society. And as morality has become fully relative, it's not, it used to be like, there used to be this relativism. It's like, it's now every individual has their own belief. And we don't have something that is more of this common accepted morality. And so we're struggling to find space as a culture to have healthy conversations, even to have productive conflict. Just take a moment on that one, because conflict doesn't have to be how most people define it. Winner, loser, zero sum, your ego's bruised, your ego is now bloated. That's not healthy or productive conflict, but Productive conflict looks like healthy dialogue, healthy conversation, being curious, understanding our own belief systems, but also saying, okay, where are you coming from? And how do we work together? How do we make this work so that we can do great things in this world? Most people, though, they have this fear of loss of power or control. Yes, I know. I heard your mind, conscious investor, because we know I've already self-identified that I am qualified as a control freak based on being a woman, being a mom, a wife, a former teacher, so many things, right? I do. I do love control. And so I have to be very aware of that, especially as Steve and I navigate things. I have to be careful to say like, am I just simply trying to control this? What do I need to release and let go of? So I'm just throwing myself under the bus as usual. Also, we have situations when we're in, we have egos, those elitists who believe that they are the one and the only way. Let me rephrase all of that, right? It's like, what I'm really trying to say is that there are usually driving factors within us that prevent us from true greatness. And we don't want to allow fear, especially of fear of losing power or fear of losing control, or we don't want to let our ego prevent us from living out our greatest potential in life. We have so much to contribute. Conscious investor, you are uniquely created and hardwired for something absolutely extraordinary. And you know, if you've been listening for a while, and I haven't said this specifically for a while, but so often that is just buried and suppressed. And so we just go through the motions of life without actually not engaging and living the life we're intended. And so that's where there's so much conflict taking place because there's not this alignment. And then we have people with so many different belief systems. And I want to talk to that because this is actually something that's really sensitive to me personally. You know, I have a deep faith in Jesus. You know that I believe like, hey, one and only way, but I also have a strong enough relationship with Christ to know that I don't have to be afraid of other people's beliefs. I just need to simply love and let God do his thing. Like that's not my job. My job is not to play God. And this is so freeing and so liberating to know that I don't have a burden to change other people. I don't have to be like, okay, you know what? Here are the rules and you just need to follow these rules now. Okay. 
Like that's not my role in life. That's not my position. And I don't have the power to do that. (laughs) Let's be real. But it's also not my responsibility. And here is my one responsibility to, we could put it as to love God, love others. That's the responsibility that I have. And I don't think it's a coincidence that Burchard followed Declaration 7 on love with We Shall Inspire Greatness, which focuses on raising the bar for us and for those around us. So remember I said, I preface this by like, we have to be careful. And so I think I've been tempered because I grew up in a really great environment, but it was also, wasn't super legalistic and too rigid, but I definitely grew up in a bubble that had its rules and parameters and it was a bubble. So there are walls kind of like Truman show. Right. And so, and I don't regret it. I think it was blessing in my life and I've totally received that. But within that, there can also be some rigidity that is not accepting. And that makes my heart so sad because I have so many conversations with people like you, Conscious Investor, who've been on the receiving end, people being judgmental or critical, instead of showing love. And you can hear, like, this is deeply sensitive because it's like, the one command is love, right? That's the command. Not have the rules, not force the rules on people. The rules are there. So for me, reading this section from Burchard on greatness isn't something I took lightly. And because I can relate to so many people who've been hurt by people trying to change their life and trying to force things. And so as I go through this conversation, you know, as I go through this part of the book with you setting these standards, let's go through it with that position, that posture of, wow, this isn't intended. And even Burchard is not intending this to, he's already built all the other declarations have really built up to this to really demonstrate even that posture of building people up, showing the love, dealing with ourselves, right? Like he's just been building this up from the very beginning from freedom, fear, and motivation, and then into the declarations. And so I just want to encourage you, if this is the first episode that you're dropping in on Conscious Investor, that those other episodes will definitely show you the deeper heart and meaning of all of this. But there is this part that is really true. And as I was working through this, I was even thinking about what are the standards that I have around my home for my kids? What excuses am I making? Am I keeping the standard high or am I letting things get like, oh, let's just kind of knock that one down a little bit here and there. Let me dive into a quote directly from the book. And this is very like thought provoking. And I'm going to pause just briefly afterwards because, and I'll read it twice because it's really deeply thought provoking to me. And I think it might help you to hear it twice. So he says, society that lacks good people willing to speak against evil or low standards can only devolve into darkness and mediocrity. I'm going to read it one more time because it's a lot. A society that lacks good people willing to speak against evil or low standards can only devolve into darkness and mediocrity. What do we see around the world? What I see is a lot of really good people sitting on the sidelines, not raising their voices, not stepping in, not saying, no, that's not right. That's evil. I was telling the story. We had some friends over last night and I shared this a couple of years ago. It's been a while, but... After the pandemic, towards the end, I guess 
maybe 2021, my family actually got kicked off a flight and it was extremely traumatic. It was extremely inappropriate. (laughs) The airline actually acknowledged how inappropriate it was, but that didn't change the fact that it was completely horrible. It was just an absolutely horrible experience. So much emotions that I could latch onto there and talk about just release, receive the lessons and release any of the any of the rest of it, right? And so what was interesting and the reason I mentioned that is that as I was sharing this story with some friends last night, and we haven't told this story in at least a year, we were talking about the people behind us actually stood up for us. And they actually said like, what I've been here the whole time. They haven't done anything. What's going on? It's amazing. Like out of all the people seated around us, this one person stood up for us and advocated for us. And it was huge. It was amazing to have somebody and they were told instantly, this doesn't involve you. (laughs) And that's also very terrifying that I know that my family are very good people. (laughs) And this person was very kind and generous to stand up for us, right? And then they get shut down. And so when we think about, do we have enough good voices speaking against evil? Do we have enough good voices speaking against things that are wrong and going sideways, right? Do we have enough good voices saying, no, these standards need to be raised. Our kids can do better at school. Let's raise the standards. Let's not lower the standards. One of the things that drives me crazy at, this might frustrate some of you, but we always say like a D is the same thing as an F. Like it's not a passing grade. Bare minimum, you need to be getting C's or better. And that's because not everybody is an academic. And I'm not somebody that's going to say you have to get straight A's. You've heard me say that before, conscious investor. But actually talking with people at my son's school, they're like, no, D's are passing. (laughs) I'm like, wow, okay. (laughs) So what are our standards? What are we pushing out there for the world around us? Going back to Burchard's quote, he used a word that really could make some people frustrated. He uses this word demands, right? Our standards for ourselves must be strong, but it doesn't stop there. He says we must demand more from the people around us. When he says the word demand, I really appreciate that he actually elaborates on that word. And he says it's not pushing or pushy or commanding, but setting expectations, communicating with candor, constantly holding people to high standards by incentivizing those who rise to the challenge while simultaneously calling out and coaching those who do not. So when we're placing this demand, it's balanced by, hey, I can support you if you're not. I'm going to acknowledge, hey, you're not meeting the standard, but I'm going to support you through that and I'm going to coach you through it. Or, hey, wow, I'm so excited you are meeting the standards. Let's reward you for this. Not in the carrot, like, good for you. Here's your candy. Not in a token gesture. Everyone gets a prize type thing, right? He has this quote. uh, I'm going to quote him directly. A virtuous world requires candid people willing to hold high standards for themselves and for others. He goes on to say, we must learn to shape and confront others' beliefs and behaviors so that Everyone is moving forward to a meaningful goal. This often means telling people that they are not measuring up or that they could be contributing in better ways. While terrifying for many and unpopular in a world that tells its people not to rock the boats or expect anything significant from others, what's the alternative? To keep quiet as the world becomes increasingly 
apathetic and dishonest and debased. Little bit of fire right there, right? When we think about the alternative, it's not the world I want to live in. And conscious investor, I don't think that's the world you want to live in also, but it requires more of us. And we must step into those roles as leaders. Again, going back to previous declarations, especially declaration seven on love. If we can lead with love, now we can inspire greatness in others. We can have that higher standard because people aren't feeling it's not an antagonistic type relationship. It's now a relationship based on love, based on respect, and based on support versus I'm just here to criticize and be judgmental to you. Admittedly, critical conversations are not comfortable, but they are absolutely essential to living this authentic life and creating a healthy culture. And when approached through that sincere love, we're able to raise those up around us. Imagine that. I have some friends in my small town. I created this small women's entrepreneurship group because being an entrepreneurial woman in a small town in very far North Idaho, where um, perhaps I should be homeschooling and homesteading and doing these other activities versus building out the conscious investor to support you and helping people invest financially, it got very lonely. And so I thought, well, I could sit here in a little curled up and fetal position in the corner, or I could take action and do something about this. And in that, so I I chose to take action. I invited eclectic group of women to join me as local women entrepreneurs. And it's a very precious group. And oh my gosh, so many powerful things are happening. By the way, when I got to give a shout out, one of my friends just launched a podcast, one of my very close friends from this group. And that came from that group. It's like Elemental Energy is available on Spotify right now. Marsha Leonard is my good friend. And when you are collaborating and you're with people, magic happens. But I will tell you, we speak with candor to each other. We don't just wax on and we don't just say like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, go for it. We speak honestly, forthrightly, and we ask those difficult questions. We say the uncomfortable things. Actually, can you explain more? This doesn't quite make sense to me. And maybe even more directly, I don't think that's a good idea. Here's why. Surrounding yourself amongst people where you can speak on that level is really powerful. And you can see, like I can see, you can't see yet, but that's not the only podcast. There's other things that have been popping up from within this group, because as we are willing to take that risk to speak with candor, now we're able to raise each other up. But that foundation in that group, that foundation was love and respect. We know that we are cared for. We know we are nurtured and we know that we have each other's backs and we can have these critical conversations and we can help each other level up. And it doesn't have to be isolated, this little silo up here in North Idaho. And it doesn't have to be isolated to a group that we start. It goes everywhere in every part of your life. When you base everything that you do on love, on respect, now every engagement that you have at your office, amongst your family, your friends, community, grocery store, whatever it is, you are now coming in a different position because people understand, oh, wait, no, this person is coming, approaching me from this position. They genuinely care about my well-being. They're going to receive it in a far better way. It is absolutely well worth your time to ensure that you are grounding all those relationships in love. And then especially always have those critical conversations. 
I've been doing this my entire life. I'd like to say it gets easier. And on one hand, critical conversations do get easier, but there's just not ever super comfortable. Not when you genuinely care about someone, even when you know this really needs to be said. And this is going to be for the better, right? You really have to just trust that relationship. And that's really, I think the most difficult part is how are they going to respond in this day and age? Am I going to get banned on the social media platforms or I'm going to get this backlash? I see that happen to friends. And it's hard when you see your friends like get kicked around by trolls or other people. And it's like, oh my gosh, they are the most loving, caring people. They are contributing powerfully to the world. And this is how you're treating them. So we have to be willing that might happen to us. But it's worth the risk because what's the other option? What did he says to keep quiet as the world becomes increasingly apathetic and dishonest and disbased? That's our alternative. So living a life of ease is just allowing all of the other ick to grow. And we don't want to do that. Okay. So we can think here's some questions to contemplate. I'm going to leave you with these and I want to encourage you to just, you know, percolate on these questions and ask yourself. I'm going to add to, Am I approaching the world through love and respect, or am I approaching the world through a judgmental attitude, criticism, condemnation? There's a big difference. It's like the pendulum is they're completely opposite ends of the pendulum. Ask yourself, what beliefs and causes will I support? How will we approach the issues and problems of the world in new ways? What will inspire a new movement? How can we rise? These are all critical conversations to have with yourself so that you can show up in the world in an even more powerful way. In the next episode, I'm going to dive into the second part of Declaration 8, We Shall Inspire Greatness. And this will include the nine virtues of greatness. So this is like the more, oh, wow, here's this problem in we really need to be approaching this and we have to have the chops. Like most people just don't have the chops anymore to say those tough things, but we have to. It is imperative that good people are having that inner strength, that love, that respect, and that strength to be able to have critical conversations based out of love and respect. Do you notice how much I'm driving that home? I like, oh man, if people only knew how loved and cared for they were, oh, maybe the world would be a far different place. I know that you are part of a solution and I believe in you and I am grateful for you and the contribution that you are giving to your families, to your friends, to the community around you. You are not alone. You're not living in a silo. So if you're feeling that way, I want to encourage you with something super cool. I mentioned it a couple episodes ago. I'm not ready to give all the details out, but Basecamp is coming. I am so excited about Basecamp because regardless of where you are at in your journey, Conscious Investor, Basecamp is for you. It is going to be the hub and it is going to support you in such powerful ways. And again, regardless of where you're at, if you are highly experienced and you've gone through this great evolutionary personal growth journey and you've expanded and or you're just starting, it doesn't even matter. I haven't seen anything like this done yet. I'm elated. I feel like it was a gift that was entrusted to me to create for you. And so more information will be coming, but we got a few things to do, few events. So if you're in Denver, if you're in Phoenix, or if you're in Dallas, please join me at 
the Pay It Forward event in April or the Real Estate Wealth Builder Conference in Phoenix in May or at Dealmaker Live in June because I would love to meet you in person. And those are three opportunities where we can do that. Until next time, Conscious Investor, live big, love bigger, and do great things. Are you enjoying this episode? Where would your life be without content like this? Help spread the word by sharing on your social platforms. And please tag me, Happy Julie Holly.